Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. There are spoilers ahead. Spoiler alert. Second edition of Prisoner. Prisoners of Pop. Prisoner Prisoners of Pop Culture. <laughs> I was trying my hardest to get y'all back up there with me. Sheila, I know I did it purposely because you were I know you really did. hard. <laughs> I was using hand motions and everything. Prisoners of Pop Culture, where we talk about sometimes books, sometimes Culture? movies, sometimes shows. Sometimes just random stuff, really just pop culture, which is basically what just rattles around in my brain. So on today's episode, again, we have spoilers. Well, before we get into that, hi, I'm Andy. Hi, Andy. I'm Sheila. Hi, Andy and Sheila. I'm Josie. (laughs) Thank you, Sheila and Josie, for joining us. This is going to be an episode. Of prisoners of pop culture. <laughs> oh wait, we already did that. That's no, nice. Um, <laughs> so on every episode of prisoners of pop culture, we go over one big topic and one small topic, which I'm going to be interested to see how uh, the ladies feel about my small topic. Because <laughs> I don't think that was supposed to come out the way. It was. I mean, small topics are fine as long as they know how to get the job done. Looking at y'all's faces, I realized what I said. <laughs> Anyways. Big um, topic. So because they just rely on the big topic. But please I'm sorry. tell us about your little topic. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your little topic, but when I would you love find to out discuss about my little topic. topic. You'll realize it's not so little. Oh. Because since we are nearing Christmas time or the mm-hmm. holiday season, if you will, my topic was going to be, it's really one, but then it kind of morphed into like a twofer because I don't really know how much, we've never talked about this subject this before. This really isn't sounding small at all. <laughs> I know. Well, it's because we've never really talked about this subject before. And so I really wanted to make sure that like I wasn't setting myself up for failure. Politics. <laughs> by leaning something. Yes. It was actually going to be Hallmark movies. Okay. Or Christmas movies. Okay. Okay. So, uh, because you know we are living in uh, the season. Mm Mm-hmm. That is every single Hallmark Christmas romantic comedy of some big city person moving back to their small town or visiting their small town and realizing the life that they should have enjoyed the entire time. And falling in love with that farm hand that just happens to be moving hay shirtless in the winter. <laughs> um, I got nothing from you on that one, and I really thought I was going to. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Josie's doing it out of spite, and I'm not even mad at it. Um, 
Honestly, as you were describing that, the only thing that was going through my head is I'm from a small town who moved to a big city. And I guess I'm kind of in a big position with a smaller company. And I'm like, I back home all the time and I have yet to have any of this happen to me. I just feel like you're not doing it right then. You you just got to get lost. You got to lose your phone. You got to stumble into somebody's yard. Although that also sounds like a recipe for shooting. So don't maybe at the same time. A recipe for what? I went real country. I was saying for a shooting. Um, <laughs> I have so many a questions. A recipe for okay. a shooting. <laughs> <laughs> like you just made it sound like every country person is just sitting there with their gun waiting for somebody ready, to like trespass on their ready land. Ready and willing. Sitting in their, their rocking chair. Yes. In, Out in the middle of a field just waiting yeah. for a... And some, the, some did someone step up in my line? <laughs> in the, like, negative 10 below in Wyoming with yeah. uh, the wind chill of negative 20. Uh, yeah. yeah that's they are super, super. Probably with wind, with wind going about 45 miles per hour where <laughs> Sheila and I grew up. <laughs> no, 60. 60. 60. 45 is like a nice day. 60 Yeah, that's bad. true. 60's. I mean, ladies. <laughs> They could be super high tech because of all this wind and cold, and they have the sensors on their property line. I'm sorry, I just can't get over the idea of all these people just in the country shooting. This is literally why country people have like get a bad name because people like you who sound country who grew up in the city like <laughs> have this idea that everybody just has this like a gun shooting everybody, which is also really funny because growing up or living in the city now, going back home, everybody thinks that. Everybody just has a gun shooting everybody in the city. city. Yeah, it's <laughs> accurate. Sorry, well, I digress a lot from your original question. What was the original question? Girl, I don't <laughs> think there was a Something, question. I don't think he ever got to, but he was talking about Hallmark movies. I and think then we it was just, just how all of them are the same. Not the same, but all of them have a very, like, a similar premise. Um, they have, formula written. Yes, yeah, they but Which, before we get in, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say to that respect, I mean, we've read books. The three of us have read books for yeah. our Potheads Who Read episodes where it's a formula Sorry. writer and it's a, very calculated with how it's written. And there's a reason why they work. Yep. Sometimes and there's a reason why it's them. a huge market and you embrace it. So, yeah. Funny you should say that. Mm. Yeah. I actually have a quote. I know. Right. I did I did five of minutes of You research. did your homework. Good job. This was probably the four minutes he this is what he used in the four minutes. He was like, I need four minutes before you call back. <laughs> no, that was literally me. <laughs> um I called and he was like, I need four minutes. So Pamela Rut- Rutledge. She had no idea she'd be referenced on our major podcast. Um, She's like a behavioral scientist, uh, media psychological research center. Mm -hmm. She said the lack of reality at all levels from plot to production signals that the movies are meant to be escapism. The genre is well-defined and our expectations follows. This enables us to just suspend disbelief. So because we know it's going to be bad or we know it's going to be crazy, (laughs) we're just like, Let's enjoy it. Yeah, I see it. Like, I think that's why a lot of people like romance books. A lot of like those 
like Harlem, uh, not Harlem, sorry. Harlequin. Harlequin. Harlem. Harlem Romance. That might be something to look into. Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> no, not Harlem Globetrotters. Just Harlem Romance. romance series. <laughs> but um, but they they follow a formula. There's like this happens, and then there's like like there there's just a formula that always yeah. happens, and I can see how it's a form of escapism. You know, like you just know and. Mm-hmm. You can kind of expect what to happen. It might be a little bit different. Like I, I saw it with um, what's her name, uh, the Bridgerton books. Yeah. Yeah. Julia Quinn's books. I saw it with that. So. Yeah. I I have movies that I love to watch every year that are like in that genre. I don't know if they were specifically Hallmark movies i'm not the person who's gonna sit and watch the hallmark channel every single day for like a month long like getting ready but i do have specific movies that i seek out and i've already watched one of them this season and it's a christmas kiss and i found out like two of my best friends here in chicago like they love that movie too so we actually just watched it last night and it's set in boston and it's a girl who's like a set designer and she's trying to get into the design industry and her and this mysterious man have a moment in the elevator and they kiss but we were laughing because the only difference of this girl's appearance is she just has heavy like white glitter on her face and we were like you're you can't tell me he doesn't know who it is just because white glitter and like body glitter but we love it and it's like set in boston and it's like has a Christmas Carol loosely based in the storyline and oh, stuff, okay. but okay. and then I do love um Holiday in Handcuffs. That one is really funny. That sounds a little kinky. Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart are in it, and it's so funny. <laughs> and it's an older one. And my sister and I, if I'm home for Christmas and this movie is on, we will stop whatever we're doing and we will watch it. I don't know why her and I love this one so much and it's just kind of kooky and it's out there, but Mario Lopez has his own like life and fiance and Melissa Joan Hart like gets stumped by her boyfriend and she's this artist and kind of like the loser in her family. I shouldn't say loser. She's like not as successful as the other children in her family and a bunch of stuff ends up happening and she kidnaps Mario Lopez and takes him up to the cabin and her family is also like just kind of kooky and out there and he'll be like I'm not supposed to be here and they'll be like you're so funny and they're like we have a rule no cell phones and they'll like take his cell phone away and then like I think there's a scene where he's like hitchhiking out and like her dad's like I saw this guy hitchhiking trying to get away from us I picked him up and brought him back and like it's just all this stuff and then you know of course they like end up falling for each other but I um I just watched Love Hard. It's a Netflix. Oh one. yeah, I heard that one was good. We it talked about pretty, that one last night. It was pretty fun. I watched it two nights ago, I think. The I one like that I watched this weekend was I I don't want to say first because I, I don't I don't know if it is, but if it is, it might be the first one for Netflix for sure. But it was like a gay Christmas. Um, Hallmark movie. Um, I know what you're talking about. I can't. I haven't watched it, but Single I, all I, the way. Yes. Single all the way. Yeah, I mean, and it had a lot Cute. of like, a play on words. It had a lot of people that you would know, 
or you might recognize. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge was in it. Um, mm. and it's so on Netflix. They, yeah, it's it's cute. It's mm. one of those things where you're like, okay, I feel like if like they would have done like mo- just a little more, it could have been like, oh, okay, really good. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was still really good. I mean, kudos for Netflix for representation. Um, and putting it out there, currently it has a higher Rotten Tomatoes score than what our main entry <laughs> will be talking about. But no, so I mean, it was really good in that aspect because, I mean, it was an interracial couple, like, all of the things first. I mean, which I'm sure there's a lot of Hallmark is like that too, but it's, it wasn't based off of, like, a single white female. Right. It was based off of a single white male, but at least we're st- a step in the direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. So I have a question for you, ladies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do you think has been in the most Hallmark Christmas movies? Um, Lacey, what's her name from Mean Girls and Party of Five? I can't remember her last name. Shabair. Yeah. Um, if not, she's definitely in the top three. The um, the girl from gosh, I can't think of her name. It's an old TV show from the eighties, and they mm-hmm. had the brother that had Down syndrome. What? Oh, Kelly Martin. Kelly Martin. Life goes on. Life goes on. Life goes on was the show. Kelly Martin was yeah. the sister. Yeah, Kelly Martin. Oh. Oh. Her, mm, there was a really good, juicy, made-for-TV movie in the 90s about the flood, I think, in Mississippi or something like that, somewhere in the South. And her and her real-life boyfriend, like, starred in it. And it was so good. It was sad because he died. Totally not it. But <laughs> I, I might be totally off, but Kelly Martin is my choice. I just sometimes wish people could... Like the roller coaster facial expressions I know I just gave you during that entire story. <laughs> and I was like, what? Okay, so I will say this isn't a definitive answer because I saw two people saying different, two stories saying different things, right? Both of them had Lacey Chabert. One had Lacey as number one with 27, hmm. and the other one had her at number two with 27. Was it? Sorry, was it just Christmas movies? For that's right, that's the articles just Christmas movies that uh, she's yeah, in. Yeah, just I think just the Hallmark. Because she, yeah. well, because the Hallmark Movie Network, she's it. She has like a whole series where she's like um, she writes yeah, crosswords. I'm pretty really sure it's just Christmas like a mystery music. one. I said Christmas yeah. music. Christmas. So movies. who was the other person that beat the her number one for the other article? Candace Cameron Burr. Uh, really? I would never. She's in a lot, but I would have never guessed her as number one. I apparently know. she's done. Allegedly, she has done twenty nine. In my heart, I'm gonna stick with Lacey because Candace gets on my nerves. So um, I'm, gonna, I'm. I'm not that I'm trying to steal her, her flowers or coins or whatever. I'm gonna IMDb this. Oh my goodness. Um, but I just thought that was interesting because. You do see a lot of the same people. Like, I mean, I remember, like, Tori Spelling had a moment. Like y'all said, Melissa Joan Hart. Um, yeah. Even Danica yeah. from the same show that y'all were she, talking about. Danica, she, Danica, uh, The Wonder Years, Danica yeah. McKellen, I think. 
like she did a lot so it's just kind of interesting and i mean i haven't spent a lot of time on the hallmark channel recently i won't lie oh lacey chabert has a new one this year christmas at castle heart hopefully she's about to she's about to take number one Oh, her series that's on Hallmark is the Crossword Mysteries, and I've watched a couple of them with Natalie, and they're really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. On a second note, what do you think the number one Christmas movie of all time is, according to this random article I found on the interwebs? Like, just Christmas movies in general. Um, the, the I'm sorry, the most... I don't know. Is it that one that everybody loves? <laughs> you got to be a little bit more Really crushing it. I would say if it's the number one. I'm really great If it's number one, I'm going to say it's the one everybody loves. Yeah, it's going to be one that everybody loves. So, it's the, so um, we're talking like all-time Christmas movie. Yeah. All-time Christmas movie. I would say Miracle on 34th Street or It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. That's the one I was thinking. It was It's a Wonderful Life. I typed this a wonderful world. That's not right accurate. It's a wonderful <laughs> life. Now to the real question. The real question. What's the real question? That I didn't even know I was going to ask until right now. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas movie? Mm. I like the original like stop motion. The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. It's from like maybe the. I think it's like from eighty four or eighty five. Okay. Um, and and it has a song in it. Santa is making toys and he's making a little black cat, and all the kids are singing, "Little black cat with yellow green eyes," and they sing it for like ever. So we always sung it to Dash the cat because, well, that's what we do in my house. We sing things, but. My one of my other favorites right now is, and it just came out in the past like five years, and it's the star, and it's about the nativity and about the mm. donkey. I haven't seen that. But it did it's, I haven't either. It's le- one of Leslie's favorites. I think it came out like two or three years ago. Uh, <clears throat> it's been longer than that because Fifth Harmony actually sang the lead song for it. Oh. I thought I saw twenty. I thought I saw twenty nineteen on it when I looked it up the other day. It wasn't nineteen. It might have been eighteen, like <sighs> Christmas of eighteen. Because uh, oh no, not Christmas of eighteen. We were still in Virginia when it came out. Because I took um, Dash. Um, twenty seventeen. Seventeen. I'm like, wait, it wasn't eighteen. When so I Dash- looked it up, when I looked it up, it might have been just weird on like Hulu or whatever. Because oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw it 2019. I like how both of y'all skimmed over the fact we're at for almost for a second said maybe it was a sequel. I was just going to let you have it. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I just needed to acknowledge it for everyone else. So we'll hear the it sequel, later. The sequel to the stars called The Easter Story. <laughs> that is. The tomb. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. <laughs> it's got dark. Um, um, my favorite all-time Christmas movie. Hmm. Growing up, we always watched the cartoon of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. And then I love A Christmas Carol. I love the story. I love oh, yeah. the idea behind it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. 
I would say probably in the last few years, it's become even more of one of my favorites. Like I've seen it a couple times at the live at the Goodman Theater, and um, I love the Jim Carrey like cartoon of it. I think it's so good. I still love the Mickey Mouse one. I was waiting. I loved, I loved the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. I did not like the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, You're you're unlocking memories I forgot I had. (laughs) But I have like a, I have a set of movies that I like to go into. The last couple of years, I've really, I've really enjoyed um, Christmas Chronicle and Christmas Chronicle 2 on Netflix. I thought those were so good. Those are really good. Another one that just came out. I think it came Andy, out you look it. real confused. Have you ever seen that one? No. Oh my gosh, so check it good. out. It's Kurt Russell. It's Kurt Russell's Santa. Okay. And he lands in like two kids. It's, it's really, like this brother and sister. It's so so good. It's a good one. Um, and another one I liked <laughs> that just came out. I think two years ago was Klaus or Klaus. Um, a horror movie? No, no. Actually, maybe they just say Klaus. I feel like they, I don't know. But it's, like, more like Finland, I think, is where it takes place. And it's about, like, a postal worker who befriends a guy that ends up becoming Santa, essentially. Yeah, Klaus Klaus is really good. I actually just had to turn around and look at my Christmas movies that I have in rotation. Because I do love the Tim Allen Santa Claus, only the first one. Home Alone is obviously a classic. Dude. Have you Um, seen I in the last like probably four years I got into the Family Stone, and Have part you- of me part of me like kind of hates it, and part of me just like loves it at the same time. But I love Luke Owen, so yeah. there's um, I th- again it's also been the past couple of years, but oh Anna- I said Luke Owen, Luke Wilson, Owen his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't think I know. Those are the people who that was just gonna drive crazy. It's Luke Wilson. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, um, Sheila. But Anna Kendrick did a movie a couple of years ago, ago called Noel for and it's on. Oh Disney yeah, that Plus. one was cute too. That one's really cute. Yeah. I really like that one, and I liked that like Santa doesn't have to be a boy. You uh, know. Spoiler alert. Well, JK, Santa- I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Y'all are making me feel like I'm like. First of all, I think my brain's just having a moment. But also, like, I couldn't think. Like, I asked y'all the question of what was your favorite, and I knew it was going to come to me eventually, and I was like. <laughs> I've got nothing because like it wasn't until you said home alone that that even crossed my mind. And so I, which I think home alone would definitely be one of them. I can tell you what is my least favorite and I will leave the room. Okay. A Christmas story. Uh huh. I was just going to say, I actually kind of enjoy that one, but you know, what's funny. I've never watched it. I didn't enjoy it growing up, but as I got older, I liked it, and I actually bought it. My sister saw it. She was like, you own this. You used to hate this. I'm like, I don't know. I just developed an appreciation for it, but I do, like, honestly, like, I love Christmas movies. Andy always likes to joke around that I'm not in the Christmas spirit because I don't decorate my small apartment, and he always gets really worried, but I will literally just, like, rotate Christmas movies and watch Christmas movies. You have your cactus From, like, November 1st to, like, whenever. I have it. You have a cactus. (laughs) I do have have it. And she's looking at it like it's definitely in a box, hidden away, and it's not plugged up. 
But it's painted and decorated. <laughs> Listen, for all those listening, I wasn't just coming at her to be crazy. She just didn't, like, she she had a tree for years she would put up, and she just suddenly was like, I'm not doing it. And so I didn't know she was sitting there <laughs> watching Christmas movies. So in my head, she turned full Scrooge. And so I was like, okay, what do I do to get her to be like? Because if y'all could see me right now, I decorated for work working virtually and I literally have wallpaper behind me with lights and a tree a gnome a reindeer and a bird wearing a Christmas outfit and so like decorating gives me joy <laughs> so like I mean I understand it doesn't get wait I need you to smile because I'm gonna post your background I just took one but you look real mean in it <laughs> do I oh thank you yeah I'll post I'll post it on Instagram Andy's background but it was one of those things where it was just like I was like oh no I'm losing her and so I kept trying to like send stuff to like cheer her up but no but um, I do I haven't I we used to watch it's a wonderful life every year growing up and it's one of my oldest sister's favorites and I haven't watched that in quite a few years and I love it's that movie. Favorite too. It's yeah it's Daylin's favorite and then she also likes White Christmas, which is not my favorite. I think it's so long. I'm like, this is the movie that literally won't end. I don't think I've ever seen that one. And there's a lot of great music in it. And, like, Bing Crosby. Yeah. Like, it's a classic. But I'm like, okay, can we get to the point? This is, like, five different plots and it's four hours in. Uh-huh. Which not a, it's not a four-hour movie. I think it's just over two hours. But it feels, it just feels so like that way to you. But see, that's how I feel about A Christmas Story. And it's not that that story isn't technically good or even have iconic moments. I was forced to watch it every single year, multiple times a year. And I <laughs> I no longer I do I there are times again love to decorate that I want to get the leg like I'm also tacky and campy so I'm like I I would could get a lamp like that. I'm an adult. I have adult money or I could get the ornament. But I really still hate that movie. But I do I do like to say for Chile. It's gotta be but expensive. I think There's y'all are French missing Chile. the French. At the risk of you know pissing off all of our listeners, I think you're missing the number one Christmas movie. What? I thought you said it was It's a Wonderful Life. Well, the un, the unofficial number one Christmas movie. Oh, what? Die Hard. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Both the old spaces. You know, there's like a huge debate every year. I oh, I know. It's part know. of the movie Love Hard that was that I I watched the other night. It's part of that. They've even they even talked about how Die Hard is just a continuation of Harry Potter when Harry grew up. Oh, I have seen that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, that is a good movie. All right, sir. Um, I will say the one Christmas movie that I haven't ever watched fully through, and I just had a conversation about it like two weekends ago, was National Lampoon's uh, uh, Christmas Vacation. That is one of my favorites. I'm not shocked because I, I have hardly ever, I don't think I've ever watched that whole movie all the way through. We had different upbringings, and I think mine is reflected in the way I decorate. And that is National Lampoon style, which is basically anything goes. Um, I mean, you haven't really seen, I mean, you've never really seen how we've decorated our house at home. 
Oh, no, I just meant, like, you were the movies you were talking about, like, White Christmas and different stuff like that. Like, I, we never watched this. I just leaned into the decorating mm. because of the Griswold. Mm, okay. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and that like, kids, exactly, like, you've never even seen how we decorate. Yeah, I was like, and that, kids. You don't know. The quickest disagreement we've ever had. <laughs> well, are we ready for lay main event? I don't know. Are you done with the small topic? I have a question. There's not a question. There's I feel no like we here. need to do a update on Squid Games. Like, and I watched, watched it. Josie's watched it. Yes. I have not still. I am not. I am not conforming to um peer pressure. That's all. I, I, I watched it. You know, I watched it at a point when nobody told me to watch it. Yeah. I was just kind of like, maybe I'm in the headspace to watch this. I was not being bothered on a Saturday night for once in my life. I was sitting at home by myself, not doing anything. And I was like, I'll just check out one episode and see. And then I watched it for like seven hours. And then I fell asleep. And then I woke up and immediately finished it. Before I had to do what I had to do the next day. And I actually ended up really thoroughly enjoying it. I mean, part of me wishes that maybe I would have watched it before the discussion, but then I also think the discussion wouldn't have been the same if I would have watched it. So, like, I kind of stand by having Andy kind of try to convince us because I think I found out a little bit more stuff about it that made me probably want to try it out, which I had already known I was probably going to end up watching it just because I had so many people talking to me about it, but... It was real good, guys. Real good. Or people. Not all just guys. That's cute. So, Sheila, are you ever going to watch it or no? Oh, someday I will, yeah. She's like, I'll watch it when season two comes out. And then I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and act like I watched it the whole time. You don't remember all these details that I literally just watched? Stop forcing yeah. me to um, season two. I'm catching up on all the seasons so I can be up to date and act like I've watched it for nine years, like Game of Thrones. Sorry, <laughs> I know people who did that with Game of Thrones, and it was, like, real annoying. I'm like, dude, you haven't been in since day one. Yeah. No, Um, I, I probably will. I still go in. So. But I'm still just yeah. Now you got me second guessing when I joined Game of Thrones. I'm like, I think I came in like halfway. It was a lot of fun to see like all the Halloween stuff with it and yeah, like all the memes and stuff that have come out of it. It's been kind of fun to see that. I saw a Squid Games phone case earlier today when I was looking for stuff for my nephews. You know what? Actually, one of the aspects of the show that I really enjoyed the most is the music. Mm. The music that they use in all the episodes. I will also say that you should, if you're going to watch it, you should watch it with the subtitles on or like watch it dubbed and watch it with the subtitles on. That's what I ended up doing. And sometimes there was enough differences in them that um, I think some things, if you were watching it just dubbed without the subtitles some things got lost in translation a little bit yeah. whereas like if you read the subtitles and watched it and heard it you're like 
Oh, that's probably what they mean. It's like it wasn't technically wrong, but it wasn't right at the same time. Yeah, Yeah, just, I mean, honestly, even just, like, little differences of if, like, a character said damn or shit, like, which could have the same... What if they said, like, shit damn? Like, reaction. Like, it it could give off the same reaction, but at the same time, I feel like... Like, me personally, if I'm sitting there going, damn, like, it's a different reaction than and than the urgency of if I'm going, like, oh, shit. Like, right, for sure. Like, even just, like, little things like that, I, I feel like you kind of get some stuff lost in translation. But there's a lot of heart in it. You There's a lot of, like, I think a lot of things about, like, humanity. What would yeah. you do? There's yeah, unexpected moments right. along the way that you're just, yeah. like, it's not just about brutally killing everyone. All right, I just thought our um, people might like a update. Yep. Hopefully that wasn't too long for you, Andy. Did you, people? Did you like it? Did you? <laughs> Let us know. Um. All right, are we ready for the big topic? All right. Okay. So, again, there are spoilers ahead. Since all three of us have seen this movie, we're probably going to talk about it all. So definitely spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. There are going to be spoilers. So I already did gave it away. Did you spoilers? No, I said spoilers, but I'm just. Oh, I definitely did not hear a P in that. It sounded a little funny. Spoilers. <laughs> so the big topic for today is the movie Red Notice that just came out on Netflix. I'm going to say just came out. It came out last month. Some things of note is that mm-hmm. Netflix, nope, is that Red Notice is now <laughs> <laughs> the number one movie in Netflix history. Mm-hmm. It has, oh, I don't really understand my stats anymore. Hello, people. Welcome to my brain. It has been seen, is this correct, Josie? Correct me if I'm wrong. 328.8 million times. Yes. Yeah. Hours. It was hours downloaded. Of hours, yes, because that is how they're doing it. And I think, um, well, I'll talk about that too, because I think they're actually reporting stuff differently now, because like on some of the stuff, it would be like, if you just clicked it, and that wasn't a full view. Yeah. So there's been like 328 million hours of this movie being seen. And it has been the top 10 or top one. Seriously, what is wrong with me? Here, do you want me to go through the list of statistics I read earlier? Was it the top ten or top one? Top top. Well, one. the top one would be number, number one. one. <laughs> it, yeah. Four so it people. was three. It was three hundred and twenty-eight point eight million viewing hours. Number one of all time. A hundred and twenty-one million subscriber views, which we all know we give our password out to like ten people. Or yeah. somebody has a password from somebody somewhere, um, which is a number one of all time. Number one movie in the world for three consecutive weeks, which is a record. Top 10 in all 94 countries for three consecutive weeks, which is a new record. Um, the fastest to number one all time, which is within 11 days. The biggest opening weekend of all time. The 98th percentile in completion rate and a 92% audience score. I actually think the 98th percentile in completion rate says a lot because I can tell you there's been a lot of stuff on Netflix that I have started that I'm just like, no. Yes. And Josie's like, I wanted to stop it. I can see it on your face. 
So interesting enough that you just said that there's like a 98% satisfaction or something like that um, in Netflix of the rating. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a solid 36. Oh, that is low. But I can see why Rotten Tomatoes would score it like that. To be fair, if I'm reading this correctly, only 157 people voted on it. So like the number isn't like a lot. What movie did Rotten Tomatoes just give 100% to? Not important. We're talking about Red Notice. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) So I guess the question is, did you like it? It was okay. (laughs) I, I expected so much more from it. And I don't know if it's because, like, the, the few previews that I saw it, it was all the good stuff. Or what, or I was expecting more from Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson. I just was expecting more, and it just kind of fell flat for me. Like, I wasn't completely invested in the show or the movie while I was watching it. Okay. And I like those type of movies, usually. And I just didn't, it didn't grab me good enough for whatever reason. Josie? Um... (laughs) Just laughing. Sheila and I are the so the same people. Um, I thought it was okay. <laughs> For me, I felt like like I loved Gal Gadot in it. Mm-hmm. The Rock and Ryan Reynolds were like a little too much. The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Like I felt like I felt like. Well, not even like not even that. Like I felt like they relied on the laurels of like who they are. And they were like, oh, Ryan, you're funny. Just say funny stuff that's, like, sarcastic, but kind of serious, but sarcastic. Just play it like that this whole time. And I feel like that's just him. So I didn't feel like I was watching Booth. I felt like I was watching Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And not the character. And then, like, The Rock was very much like that a couple times also. And I'm with Sheila. Like, I love movies like this. I was, like, so excited to watch it. Yes. And I started it at a friend's house. And we all just kind of, like, walked away from the television. (laughs) And, um, I mean, to be fair, it was, like, there. it was, like, a group of us. And it was, like, on Thanksgiving. So, like, there was a reason we walked away, but there was also nothing that made any of us have to go back to the television to keep watching it. And then I was like, okay, I'm to be fair, I'll just start it from the beginning. And I would say probably the first two-thirds of the movie, I, like, caught myself several times, like, looking at my phone or, like, grabbing at other things. I was like oh, well, maybe I can grab my computer. And I was like, no, like, just watch the movie. Like, there was nothing that was really making me stick to it. That was me. Um, I was having a hard time. Like, I'd pick up my phone a lot more than I usually do for a show or a movie. Yeah. And then, I mean, I would say it had a good twist ending. Yeah. I thought it was predictable. I'm like, it's... Yeah. All of it was predictable? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I knew from, like, after he was arrested, um, after Ryan Reynolds was arrested, I'm like, 
The Rock has to be, or whatever his name is in the movie, I don't know, Dwayne Johnson. Agent, Agent Hartley. Agent Hartley. See, that's how invested it was. I don't even remember the character's I mean, name. To be fair, I don't remember the character's name. Um, I was just like, he's in on it. It was Hartley. I, Bishop. I didn't know exactly Does. how he was in on it. And then he got arrested. And I was like, he's still in on it. I just, I don't know. I just. I didn't get that. But I also was like, why is he trying to clear his name so hard? Because when, like, part of me was, like, just suspicious of it. When it was like, I called them and there wasn't an agent Hartley. Like, I felt like if that was true, like, he would have had people. He could have been like, okay, we'll call this person. Call, you know, like, whether yeah. the record was there or not, like, there could have been somebody to call to, like. I'll be honest, I didn't, I thought the same thing, but at the same time, I was like, they didn't really give me to do it. She had, like, she didn't care. And I was like, but at the same time, I was like, she made one phone call. I will say. I first of all, I didn't even know this movie was coming out. I didn't know anything about it. I just opened up Netflix the day that it came out when I had nothing to do and I was like, there's a movie with The Rock, Ronald Reynolds and my personal Wonder Woman. Mhm. And so I was like, okay, I'll watch it. So going in with it like that, I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was solid entertainment for, like, a Saturday when you have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they were. I feel like if it was a little grittier, it's almost like they tried to make, like, a hardcore action movie family style. And so, like, I feel like if it would have been, like, a lot grittier, it might have pulled everyone in a little bit. It was almost like Disney made an action film. It was almost like... <laughs> kitschy you know what i mean yeah. like yeah i think the story cheap, overall it felt, i just felt like it was kind of like cheap jokes cheap even gal Gadot's, like character like the bishop yeah i felt like they just like relied on her laurels though too like yeah right now she's just like an action star between fast and the furious and obviously wonder woman and all the those comics like Like, that's what she's known for right now. So, like, oh, let's put her in on this, you know. I will say that, like, I only had a couple people, like, Andy, you mentioned that you hadn't heard anything about it or anything. To be honest, like, the only thing I knew about it was the preview from Netflix. Okay. Like, it popped up and I was like, oh, I can't watch this right now. Because the friends that I did have that had watched it, they were like, eh, it's all right. Like, nobody really talked about it to me. Like, nobody, because, so I didn't really have anything to go off of when I went into it, except for watching what it was. And then I was like, okay, I like The Rock pretty well. I love Gal Gadot and I love Ryan Reynolds. So I was like, okay, we'll see. So I, like, I don't know. I think the premise of the story in general was pretty cool. Just because, like, you know, I'm about to say something. Josie and I always sound pretentious. Like, having been to Egypt? Um... (laughs) You've been to Egypt? Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Please tell me about it some more. The pyramids? <laughs> no, but for real, like, I was just like, in my head, I had this moment. I didn't look it up because I didn't care enough. I was like, are these eggs a real thing? Like, that would be kind of cool if they were. And then, like, so it was at least a different premise where it wasn't like, you know, somebody was trying to steal King Tutankhamun's, like, mask or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I was like, this is a little different. Um, I also kind of enjoyed the fact, now, I'm not saying she's... Also, side note, it's kind of funny that they picked eggs 
because in Egypt, I automatically think of, like, snake eggs and snakes. And I think Cleopatra was, like, really scared of snakes. And that's why it's, like, so crazy that she died by an asp. Total side note in real history. Continue. I would be surprised if I die by an ass. Oh, my God. Oh, I you could said, say so much. You, right there. <laughs> I will. you said asp. Um, no, what I was going to say... For real, though, was it like, again, I know this isn't the first time, but I do think it's kind of, like, cool to see the villain be a woman. Yeah. Like, she's the one outsmarting everybody. She's the one, like, going through. I will say the Russian prison where she was just able to get in and, like, torture them and then leave. I was like, okay. I was like, that was a little, like, oh, she just relied on her being but like spoiler alert though like yeah she was able to go in and mastermind them and and like be a good villain but to be perfectly honest when they revealed everything and like the big connection with her on the rock Mm -hmm. they took half of that away i know and so it literally like it literally was like a disney movie (laughs) because it's like the female can never be strong, like, just by themselves. I remember, like, Prince of Persia was like that. Like, Andy and I went and saw that together. We were, like, so excited. And um, we were like, man, this is awesome. Like, you get a strong female character, finally, especially in a Disney movie where it's, like, she's self-sufficient. She can fight. She can hold her own. And then when it was really her time just to shine, she, like, fell. And then, like, Jake Gyllenhaal had to come in and save her. And we were like, really? And I felt like it was, like, she was so smart through the whole thing. And then you find out that, like, her and The Rock were planning it. And, like, half of it was his idea. And, like, they were, like, whatever. Like, they were a team. And it was cool how they were showing how they did all of it. But at the same time, you're like, so it wasn't her. Quick pause. I have no memory of seeing that movie with you. That's why I'm laughing. Like, I know that I've seen it. (laughs) I have not seen it. Oh, my gosh. I knew on your face you didn't remember. It was the... (laughs) It was... You were in Chicago for something, and it was every single preview was, like, in 3D. And we were like, why is everything in 3D? But, yeah, we were just laughing because it was, like... I don't know, six previews, and every single one of them was a 3D movie. (laughs) That was the period where it was like, oh, you really have faith in this. Let's make it 3D. But it was just like, I mean, I think we've we've talked about this on the phone, on the phone, on the podcast before. My memory is just basically like a sheet of paper that someone has crumbled up and like gotten wet. So I'll be, I'll remember like bits and pieces of the story and then I'll just be like, oh wait, we did what? But other things, vivid, very vivid. I can tell you what people were wearing. But that was what What were you wearing at the movie? I don't, I don't have recollection of this one. (laughs) I'm totally just kidding. Yeah, I mean, look, I actually really liked the twist with the right hand, third right, dealer like with the hidden art because i think that's something that really exists if you look into like conspiracy world war ii conspiracy theories so i did like that aspect of it and the idea of just like this weird chasm like holding all this stuff where it's just like like the bm or the mercedes (laughs) where they're like there's four in the world and then they just drove it off a cliff i mean like here's the thing is like for me 
it was enjoyable because I like those actors. Yeah. But it was also like not shocking that they have it set up for a second one. Yes, Sheila. Sorry, did you say it's not set up for a second one? Shocking that it's not or like it's not shocking that it is set up for a second one. Okay, sorry. I'm like, but I think it is. It is. <laughs> sorry, the way I heard it in my head, it was like it's not set up for a second one. I might have one. talked backwards. I might have said it backwards. I don't know. Um, Go back to the tape. Anyway. I mean, there was also just things like I liked that twist that they did that, but also I'm absolutely not surprised that they set it up to be connected to that. Yeah. You said it right the first time. You're good. Yeah. Oh, you, you, it was probably me and my brain and I moved words. So, yeah. Oh, I moved on. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Andy hadn't. Um, Andy didn't. <laughs> I will say, I think it's no, never. Um, Again, going back to the rating it has on Netflix. And this is typical of a lot of movies that I like to watch, where it's panned by critics, and I'm like, oh, I had a good time. Because unlike the other two on the call, I'm not always as harsh of a critic when it comes to movies and stuff. And I said, not always. No, I was just saying, I, that look was like, I don't feel like we're harsh. I feel like we go in and try to be open-minded, and then it just comes out. Well, but you also studied things like this. So, like, you, when I say oh, like, yeah. like, you, you're like, I would have expected this here. I would have done this. Like, I like the same way that I listen to music in a lot of ways. Like, I'm like, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's totally like, fair. y'all just, and I'm just like, I enjoyed it. Um, but I found this quote, which made me giggle because, you know, again, horrible Rotten Tomatoes, but very few people voted. Great Squirrel Netflix, you know, number one. The quote, like, I just searched red Rotten Tomato, red notice Rotten Tomato. And it was like one of the things, one of the questions people ask on Google, you know how they kind of do those. The question is, is Red Notice worth watching? (laughs) The quote that's pulled out of this reads it to filth. It's like the Red Notice is hopeless, designed to be turned off or slept through. The plot is a series of double and triple crosses, and then the quadruple cross victimizes you. Should you watch it in its entirety? (laughs) Technically, it's a movie, but even more technically, it's a product. Useless, disposable product. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. man. Which, honestly, I feel like that's kind of what Sheila and I are getting to. It really was. Ryan Reynolds is sarcastic, and he's funny, and he's a good, bad guy that everybody like loves to hate or just loves, no matter if you're supposed to hate him or not. And they very much use that Gal Gadot is gorgeous and action and they used that the yep. rock is action and can be serious but kind of quirky and funny and like they used that like I didn't feel like any of ugh, this is so bad to say I didn't feel like any one of them were their actual characters I felt like I was watching the actors yeah just do in the scenes do you, blame them? do you blame the director um, I I don't even blame the director. I blame the editing. Okay. And maybe the script a little bit. I would say I would put some blame on the director because I think... Well, the a, director does have a hand in a lot of the editing, a, so a yeah. Dra- but a director can also be like, hey, Ryan, I know you're Ryan, but 
you're sounding too Ryan-y right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I I mean, I've had directors be like, uh, you're being you. You can't be you. Yeah. You know, so I don't I, know. But this did, was produced by, um, or one of the producers was uh, Dwayne Johnson. Well, I even think Josie said it the right, like, this even the way that this critic states it is the same way that the rock even said it was set up they basically were like let's make a movie yeah and so oh yeah like i have a big idea i love big ideas let's do it yeah Yeah. that was from we should work together yeah yeah it was really funny because i'm catching up i started a podcast that i'm catching up on called um smartless and it's Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. And they've all been, like, really close best friends for, like, 20-plus years. Right. And they interview a bunch of different people. And they I just listened to the one where they interviewed Ryan Reynolds because he's a really good friend of all of theirs as well. And he was just – I think they were just finishing filming this or they had already finished it and they were, like, waiting for it to come out or whatever – but he was talking about how he would be talking to his wife, like Blake Lively, and he'd be like, yeah, me and Dwayne The Rock Johnson are going to shoot the scene today. And I guess his wife was just like, yeah, you can just call him Dwayne or D or the big D the or The Rock or whatever. Like, you don't need to say his whole name. And he's like, no, I feel like I have to. And he's like, I think it's contractual because he, he was like, I don't know what it was. He's like, I just couldn't stop saying the whole name. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It was really funny. Honestly, I feel that way. I'm like, what should I call him? Should I call him Dwayne Johnson? Should I call him the Just Rock? call him DJ. Yeah. In honor of Candace Berg from our first topic. It's not <laughs> Berg. DJ. Yeah. I no, mean, but, no DJ. But, so this, I feel like this does very much go into like the small topic where it's like there's certain things that are formulas. Yes. And people are going to like it. And yeah. it's not a surprise to me that this is such a big hit because people will seek it out just for The Rock. They'll seek it out just for Ryan Reynolds. And they're going to get what they want out of those two characters. Yeah. And those two actors. And Gal. Well, Anne Gall, but even with her, like, I'm saying the two of them more prominently just because they're the leads. leads. They're the ones from, like, the very beginning that you see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to be perfectly honest, like, I wish they would have, like, the moment where they were, like, in the Russian prison together in the cell and they were, like, talking about the fathers and, like, all of that, like... I wish instead of going for the cheap joke of like Dwayne like being asleep. Yeah. I wish they would have like held on to that intimate moment and like actually had him respond or had him be like say something and not go for a cheap joke and actually like held that moment. Yeah. 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 I think that's what I mean by a little more gritty. Like there were just moments where it like could have been like. I guess some of the issues can't wouldn't necessarily just be like director or acting or editing like some of it's writing like that that would be a writing choice yeah I was like yeah my first two things were editing and script yeah so because here's the thing like I've read several interviews with actors where they talk about bad movies and 
a lot of actors are going to be very open, like, oh, this is a bad movie. Mm -hmm. Like, David Cross with, I think it was the third Chipmunks movie, like, very openly, like, told people not to go watch it. Like, he was like, don't go watch it. It's not good. And I heard a little bit more backstory about it, and it was, like, a whole, like, production contractual thing that was, like... I never saw that one. I know that I... it's the one where I know it's the one where they're in Hawaii most of the time and he's like in a banana suit or something like that. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm trying to like I just remember I'm trying to think if I I think I saw maybe one or two and I only saw him because when Dash was a baby, well he was a toddler when we lived in Monterey, the the local movie theater had a uh, like summer movie pass thing and. So Dash and I would go see movies at like 10 a.m. on Wednesday. And I think one and two were that. And then while when he was young, the third one came out and he like the guy was getting married and had teenagers uh, that were going to be stepkids or something like that. It's the one where it's set in Hawaii. And it was like it was all business. And they were like, no, you have to be there. And he was trying to do a production of something else and he had it cut into like one of his other projects and they were like you have to be there and they were like adamant and they were like if you don't go we're gonna sue you and it was this whole thing so he had to fly back to New York grab like drop off his stuff grab all this stuff and then fly to Hawaii for this production and he was in a large costume and you couldn't see his face in the entire time that they were shooting this and then he had to do voiceover I think at like a studio or something like that and he was like they literally could have used a body double and he could have done all of his other work right in a time manner and they were just basically being like no you have to be there anyway the whole point of this is that (laughs) in all of these articles that I've read or interviews that I've seen they talk about how movies become bad and they're like a lot of the times the actors are obligated by studios because they signed for like a three, five or seven movie deal. Right. And they are held to do them no matter what. And they just have to put their name on them. And so they'll push, push fluff projects with the names or two. A lot of it is like they get a script and it's so good. And then they go in and do all this work and then how it's edited and what ends up on the cutting room floor is like the stuff that's like what gets the actors interested in some of the movies anyway, Mm -hmm. whether it's like fun action or like whatever else. So I always kind of look at that and like sometimes you can tell, though, even with like the dialogue of how it's misses the mark or something like that. You're like, okay, like how much of that scene ended up on the on the cutting floor uh, in the editing room and like what else was in that scene that could have actually added to the story. And they were like, no, we have to have this be 137 minutes. Exactly. Or certain parts don't test well. So then they just cut it out in a small select group and in a larger audience, all of that would have done very well. So that's kind of why I tend to go towards script and editing before I go to, like, actors and, like, I directing, I I said, like, third, like, directing. Yeah. Do you know what it was rated? R. No, I'm just kidding. I, doesn't Netflix, I was like, doesn't Netflix have different ratings? Uh, it's rated as PG-13, so I'm not sure. 
Oh, okay. I think since it's a movie. It's it, still the same ratings. It's still the same ratings. It's when you start having TV shows. Like it's the limited TV and mature stuff. Yeah. And I would have guessed a thir- PG-13. There wasn't a lot of cussing. There was like no blood. There wasn't. Then that goes back to me saying like it feels like a Disney action movie. Yeah. It's like an action movie normally there is blood. There is cussing. There is a little sexual tension if you know what I mean and it's not that every movie has to have that but like I think that's kind of where it felt like oh this is a family action movie but I will say I thoroughly enjoyed the fight scene in like the vault oh when they're yeah that was good yeah yeah I did think it was really funny when the rock like hit the the thing and like broke it and then ryan reynolds went to go yeah. do it and he was like oh ow and it was like the yeah. tempered glass didn't do anything <laughs> that was funny okay so verdict would you suggest it to someone else i think oh, i know yeah. your answers but i might i might do it i might even watch it again i don't know if i want to fall asleep or something <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no I'm just kidding I would I would probably watch it again like if somebody wanted to watch it I'd be like it's okay we can watch it like I've already seen it you can put it on and I, I might recommend it I think it would depend on who I recommended it to I probably wouldn't recommend it I mean if somebody was like have you seen it and I've been like yeah it's okay like that's probably be all I'd say that's all I'd say now I probably will probably that was a horrible sentence. I probably will probably 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 have to watch it again with my husband because I did not watch it with my husband. He went to bed, so I watched it because I knew I had to watch it by a certain time. So that we can record this. We could record um, this. I mean, honestly, I would say I would probably tell my people to watch it, but I mean, again, with the caveat of like. Hey, it's a solid, you know, movie. For me, it was a solid movie that, you know, entertains you. I mean, yeah. am I glad I didn't pay for it? Yes. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, like, it's, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I watched it, which has happened with Netflix movies and other things like that, where I'm like, why did I waste my life mm-hmm. watching this? I didn't feel like that with this movie. That's good. Which does make it sound like the bar's on the ground, but that's not what I mean. I just mean, like, you know, it's a solid entertainment factor. Yeah. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Is this where we get to do the awkward ending now? Awkward goodbyes? I think this is Um, awkward goodbye. Panic goodbyes. Panic goodbye. Okay. Um, Well, just as a reminder... You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us if there's anything you want us to review or look into or talk about. Um, all of that is found with Potheads Who Read, a podcast. Um, and the email, or yeah, the email is Potheads Who Read at gmail.com. Tell us um, what about the movie. Were we being Yeah, share your yeah. Yeah, share your thoughts with us. Um, you can rate and review us, follow us, like us, share um, us, share us, follow That's do actually, all of that stuff. Sheila, you is, have to have my permission to share me. Sharing is caring. Sharing is one of the best ways to to help us. 
Yes, I did ignore you, Andy. <laughs> Andy's not feeling the love tonight. We keep ignoring his little <laughs> things, not giving it to him tonight. Just falling flat, left hey, and right. Every I I warned you from the beginning tonight. So you did. You did warn. There's a disclaimer on this episode that Sheila is not quite feeling herself, but she is here and she is here with us. We are, <laughs> we are grateful for her participation, even though we didn't even get one long story. You're welcome. Oh, look, you just gave me. <laughs> okay, well, as Josie said, <laughs> like us, follow us, rate us. What? Great. No, Andy, do you know what we're going to talk about next time, or is this going to be a surprise for all of us again? It's going to be a surprise for all of us because, again, I'm not prepared. Surprise! Surprise! Which, I mean, I would love to give everyone a heads up, but I think the amount of time between these, I kind of have to, like, wait I mean, and I see what's going to happen. I guess, whatever. No, that's fine. Okay. Well, that's that's our show, kids. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we will get this figured out. So just make sure you pay attention to all these pop culture things. Whether you're watching a movie, you're watching a TV show, maybe even a book. You never know. We might talk about it here. There's going to be a pop quiz. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's not enough. No, guys. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye.